Today's Braised Bits is brought to you by Old Spice Girls. Do you love Old Spice deodorant and antiperspirant products, but wish they had a little bit more English pop music to it? Well, then don't be a baby or a scary spice and pop on some Old Spice Girls, and you'll be sure to keep that underarm stank away, and you'll be feeling posh and want some ginger spice with your sushi. Use discount code WANNABEBRAZERBACK for 95% off your last order. We got some Braised Bits. I can't really whistle, but <laughs> did you hear that? I heard the whistle. Is that supposed to be a, a song? Like the Old Spice? Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. My my whistling. I, the thing is, my career, I, I'm kind of burnt out. I had too many injuries, and I used to be incredible, but I'm a Now shark. you're more of a whistleblower. You're, you're not a whistle guy. You're more of a whistleblower. You're blowing the whistle. Yeah, I'm a whistleblower on the pod. I'm trying you to are. get people to say, hey, you got to pay attention to this because it's a scandal on you ABC. Are. You are the brazer, brazer blower of whistles. Oh, yeah. Braun Whistler. Cuban whistle crisis. <laughs> wow, we are fully submerged. Submerge Abaca. Submerge Abaca. This is a, a Braze Bits first. We are recording. This is So if you're listening to this, it's February 19th or later, whenever you, you listen, you might not listen on, on debut day. We're recording this over a week early. So if a lot of things happen in between now and later, like the candy, it's not, it's not on us. It's not on us. Though I feel like for the most part, Braze Bits is an evergreen podcast. It we is. T- we touch on some, some politically charged issues and some news items. But for the most part, you hop in the, in the pod kitchen any time of year, any episode would be fun. That's true. I'm just saying that as a caveat. Yeah. The, the comedy venue on the Lower East Side that I imagine is closed. But I imagine for us, well. for us, we've done a lot. Of, this is our third time in the pod kitchen in four days. It's it's people talk about you ever listen to podcasts and they talk about how podcasting is like hard work. Oh, yeah. I always kind of dismiss that because I say, I mean, we're cooking, but if you love what you do, you're, you're not working hard. There is some sort of mental thing. You got to be dipped in and being dipped in being submerged requires focus and attention. But if you're complaining about how much you're doing a podcast, what, what are you are doing? You, what are you doing? Honestly, I, I've never been more excited for some reason to do this podcast. I feel like I'm firing all cylinders. I feel like I'm in the pocket. I'm in the hummus pocket of braised bits. I mean, this is the easy part. Get into the kitchen and submerging. It's it's the, the rest of the stuff, the editing, the, I mean, the, the, the editing takes just hours and hours and hours. I mean, literally the Brazerbacks know we're in, we're in the kitchen post pod. We're cleaning up. We're doing the dishes. It's, it's the little things you don't see about the pod kitchen. That can be a little Drano, but this, what, once we're submerged, I'm, I'm full of Joy Behar. <laughs> yeah. I'm full of Joy Behar as well. Yeah. When I started comedy, I remember I went to a Rosh Hashanah like dinner with some like family friends and they, you know, when they, they all find out you do comedy and it's like a whole thing in the beginning. And there was, I don't even remember who it was. It was like a family friends, like family member, yeah you know? And she was just like, Oh, I love Joy Behar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reference when she heard that you're a comedian. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love always. When, yeah. People always drop in random. their, 
people drop in their thing. There was one holiday when Ray Romano put out a Netflix special or some kind of special. Every single family member was like, I just watched the Ray Romano special. You should try to do something like that. Why don't you call Netflix? You ever think about you ever think about it? Getting on SNL? I heard Lord Michaels is the one who runs the show. Why don't you just call him or email him? Yeah. One time my mom was like, Do you wanna could you apply to get into the comedy? I don't think she said comedy (laughs) (laughs) seller. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of sports radio, and this guy Chris Carlin. You've heard of Chris Carlin? I know George, radio guy, George oh. Carlin. I'm not sure if he's related. I don't think he is, but he's he went on vacation and he went uh, golfing alone in Las Vegas and said that he gets matched up with random people, and that when now he when people ask him what he does, he says he works in construction because he doesn't want to talk sports with people, which I feel like is similar to like comedian and be like. If once you open up that can of beans, it's I don't, I often don't reveal it. Yeah, it's not worth the reveal. Or Parmesan. No, it's never Scalabrini. It's never, it's it's never worked out. Like either the person's like, oh, tell me a joke, or like, so what? It's just always disappointing. It's like one of those things where it's almost like, I guess, if you do something illegal where you only reveal it if you trust the person right like sometimes i'll reveal it a little later yeah and then they'll be like oh i knew there was something about you right i I knew you you were doing those jobs (laughs) yeah odd job yeah there's something a little off about you yeah on tours when i gave tours a lot of times like that is something that kind of enhances the tour in a way Mm. right it's like oh this like tour guide but also comedian for a lot of people that's like a real new york experience to get absolutely one of us one of us live ones giving their tour (laughs) but i would always never reveal it right away and sometimes reveal it a little later i would never reveal if i was in your shoes that really sets up the bar for the whole tour it has to be funny I feel like I would do it at the end of the tour, well, but by would, the way. Yeah, that's what I, I would do. it. Like at certain groups, I would do it to, if I knew, you know, I had them. And yeah. they were, I was doing well. I'd ha- especially I did a Greenwich Village tour where like we, the Comedy Cellar is one of the stops. And I've actually gotten people to come to shows off of tours. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. But I'm not, I'm not just dropping that info. Like if I, if I lead with that, then it's a, it's it's uh, arms crossed. It's a impress me. I'm, I'm here to be impressed. And right. it's also like you don't, as you said, you, a lot of comments, a lot of people. I guess that happens with other professions. Like if someone tells you that they're a doctor, you're always like, yeah. Oh, I know a friend who cuts open hearts. <laughs> right. And you know, they're always answering uh, questions know, about. The, uh, you know, you know, you know, symptoms. Hugh Laurie. Oh yeah, House. I know, I know House. I watch that guy. That guy knows doctor stuff. Other than that, there's not that many professions that people are like, it opens up a can of beans. When someone tells me they're a doctor, I usually tell them, you should try to get on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> you look pretty hot. Might as well be a McDreamy. McSteamy. McMuffin. You know, welcome to Bray's Bits, everybody. Did we well, welcome anybody yet? No, nobody's welcome. Everybody's unwelcome this episode. <laughs> I'm welcoming everybody. Braze Bits episode 60,000. Nintendo. The Nintendo episode. I love it. I still got a 64. I play we're, with my cousin sometimes. We're going to be cruising down Toad's Turnpike on this one. Love that. We're going to 
hit all the Yoshi Valleys and the Chaco Mountains. Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road was the most overrated. Love a Rainbow Road. Oh my god, you would love a Rainbow Road. It's out of this world, literally. It's, it's out in the ozone. It's a ruse. It's just a straight shot. There's that but, one but like cliff. The scenery. The cliff is awesome. The, the scenery, scenery the, again, the scenery is great for five seconds, and then it's the same thing. It's the it's lazy. It's a matter of you have to focus, you have to pay attention. If it's a one road shot. You can easily fall off the road. It ain't lazy. It's it's pinpoint. You gotta you gotta follow the little things. You gotta pay attention to little things. I actually, when Rainbow Road happens, I actually like to fall off the cliff so I could get fished out because at least there's something exciting happening. Sick in the head, man. Try to happen to. Give me a real big fish. Instagram reels. Instagram. I don't. I never figured out how that works. So we should do them for the pod, but I can't do it. I did that once for one of I our remember. posts. You just instead of post, you just hit real, and it's 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 really nice. I guess I'm I'm just not real. Real time with Bill Maher. Wow, we're, we're dipped in. <laughs> we're, this is a lot of. I'm like a a chocolate covered strawberry because I'm half dipped in, and the other you, half is just you can't you can't fully dip the strawberry. You don't want that. You need to have a piece to grab onto. When you, when it's full of chocolate and your fingers start getting the milky chocolate on it, you don't need a fully submerged strawberry. No, you want to be dipped in. You need a Daryl strawberry. Yeah. Louisville Slugger. We got any meal prep? Any, any pod fodder? We want to go right to our coloring books. I don't think so because usually we release an episode and sometimes there's feedback on the previous episode, but that didn't happen. I do want to say that if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, which is the large percentage of our listeners, not that we're calling you out, but we have one and it's full of great stuff. We got some bonus episodes. We got some off menu. We just took out the, uh, I guess I shouldn't reveal it, but we just, we got into a little bit of a, a fight with the chef of uh, Applebee's. Right. That was a wild affair. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And you will also have access to watch the full episode visually. You get to see us in our chef's whites. And personally, I think my chef's hat right now looks like I'm a Michelin star guy. It's going straight up today. I feel like you have more of the baker's chef's hat going on. I feel like I've got more of the Michelin star. Yeah, mine looks like it's a nice uh, focaccia that just kind of is yeah. waking up. It's stretching its, its dough. Right. And I'm working on... Uh, Sea rice. You're working on sea rice and panna cotta. Panna cotta. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, if you subscribe to Patreon, you get first here just $3 a month, which is, I mean, you got $3 and quarters in, in your change jar. Bring them to the bank and then bring them to the bank. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then use your credit card to come on to Patreon. Yeah. And for that, you get one bonus episode a month, as well as the video of every episode we put out $6 a month, which is more than three, but it's not crazy. I look at some Patreons. I've been looking at the, you know, our competition and the other people charge $10, $20. It's like, what are you getting? Who's, who's paying $20? $20 is nuts. It's, it's an, bananas. It's un, unar knock. Non. Ooh la la. <laughs> I think our off many episodes are, are absolute Ari gold. We get wacky. We get, we get out of our comfort zone. It's 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 a beautiful thing. And I think on well the Patreon, the on the Patreon, we talk about the stuff that's too hardcore for the real pod. You know, 
we get if we put our Patreon stuff out on regular, we get fucking canceled oh, yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, if you're a real brazen back, you do Patreon. Exactly, exactly. But we also have a goal for Patreon. If we get 21 subscribers, so you know we could we could legally enjoy Mike's Mike's Hard Lemonade. We're going to film a eating a Buffalo Wild Wings eating challenge. Going head to head, me versus Lance, Lance versus I on some buffalo wings. It'll be a, a, some spicy wings. We'll set the rules once we hit the 21. Another video that I think we'll do eventually when it gets warmer outside, a little one on one basketball. Lance is going to show his calves and his elbows in my face, and we're going to be wearing our chef's whites. Yeah. Do you think we should set a goal for that, or should we just do it? I think it was, um, we just do it. Yeah, I think we just do it. We just do it. Yeah, we, we but you it. only see it if you subscribe to the to the Ron. Exactly, Funches, Ron Funches, Ron Funches. Yeah, so that was was that. We should probably spend at least ten more minutes promoting things and not talking about anything. So subscribe to the Patreon, leave a review, Barrymore if you can, Blue Bodega. If you don't remember that, if you already left a review but you forgot because of fifty first dates, then leave another one. Just go on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars or two stars and write whatever you want or don't. It could be intimidating to write a review, but the reviews help. And we're saying this because as a podcast, you're contractually obligated to say it. Right. Also, let me know, Remain, about my lighting. I've been using a ring light. Has it helped? Is it helping? Can you, am I, do I look I'm shiny? Gonna be, I'm going to be totally honest. I noticed zero difference in the video clip. <laughs> However, I am not one to notice. There's some things I'm very attuned to and other things I have no perception. I might not be, I know lighting is all about like where the light is. It might not be in the right position. So that could be an issue as well. I gotta, I gotta look into it. But let, Romaine, let me know. To the Patreon members, to people watching the clips, what do you think about my lighting? I think that you look beautiful, beautiful no matter what they say. I appreciate that. Words can't, br- words can't bring you down. I appreciate that. I need to remind myself that more often. Words yeah. can't bring me down. Six of stones, man, big pro bones. Yeah. Beautiful. Should we dip into some highlights? I was going to say, should we dip into some highlights? We're on the same wavelength. We're in the same pod kitchen. Lambda. Let's do it. I'll start. You want me to start? I can start. Please. Please. All right, I got two highlights. The first one is just a quick, really a plug of anything. This TV show I've talked about before, I think I've mentioned on the pod in our in a previous episode, but this TV show, Engrenage, Spiral, it's called in, in English, but it's this French show about like, it's like the intersection of uh, police and the judiciary system and lawyers and, you know, I guess like underworld uh activities it's incredible i have one episode left i actually thought about canceling the pod because i really needed to watch the episode i really need to see what happens one episode left in the whole series and i would just say if you're looking for a show then ignore this because no one wants to be told to watch a show by someone right if someone tells you to watch a show you're gonna say i don't i don't want to watch this but then so so ignore it right now but in like two months when you're like thinking about something to watch, remember this, and then make the decision yourself to watch it. If you don't speak French, it's all on English subtitles, so you don't have to worry. This is on Netflix? 
It's on uh, Jeff Bezos's uh, ah. Monopoly game. Got it. Yeah. And are you watching the show with Kate or is it a solo show? Uh, myself. You, myself, and Irene. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's really good, and I would, I would recommend it. Uh, my second highlight is that I, for a, a late holiday present, I, I got the cookbook, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Nice. I've heard about this book. Yeah, we talk, we've talked about it before the Netflix show. We, we both watched it. Yep. And I read the book. I've never really read a cookbook before because I'm a chef. And to me, cooking is an art. It's up to the chef's interpretation. Sure, I've like maybe taken a recipe out of a cookbook, but I'm not a big cookbook guy. I find them to be, you know, they're kind of expensive. And one time, like, I think Kate got me like a pasta cookbook, like when we first started dating and I put it in the kitchen and then I spilled stuff on it. So it like got ruined. Figures. So, yeah. So, um, but this, I read the whole salt chapter of it and it kind of, in this case, the book is better than the movie. Wow. Yeah. Is, is the physical cookbook, is it like a, like a coffee table book where it's like, yeah, it's like a hardcover. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what I, it's like, it's like a book, uh, with illustrations, uh, but at the end, I think there's, it seems like there's a lot of recipes, but I just like read one of the chat, like the, the salt chapter and like the, the intros, uh, but a lot more information I would say than the, than the show. Cause, cause books, I mean, I, I like books because TV shows, you learn, you learn stuff and a lot of TV shows are there, but the, the primary, I think mission of any TV show is to entertain you and to keep you paying attention, similar to how the internet does it, but the internet does it just on like tranquilizers and meth and the and tv shows are just like a more narrative version of, of that yeah. but books i think are just like the point of it they don't they're not trying to keep your attention they're just you're either learning or you're not or you're you're dipped in or you're not right i don't they're it's not trying to keep be, you there it's got to be valuable or substantive yeah yeah exactly going on so I took the salt, I read the salt chapter, and then I decided to cook a pasta for lunch. And it was one of the better pastas I've made just because I kind of reacquainted myself with these different strategies. It was a just orchetti and a, with a kale that I put some gochujang in and some, some pepper and then kind of mixed it all and with the pasta, uh, some olive oil, and then this pancetta that I've been talking about for, for weeks Pretty now bones. having, I have to have to work through it cause I got so much. And one positive thing, if you, if you're, if you're interested in hearing what I have to say about that, I talked about pancetta at length at the end of last episode, but I've had to use so much of it. I've had to get rid of all this pancetta I accidentally bought. So I figured out how to like work with it in the best way, which is a unforeseen positive consequence of, of that snafu Williams. And it was, it was a great pasta. That's the quality of a great chef. You, you're making what's in the fridge. You're making you have extra something or something and get creative. That's the, that's, that's the Mark Marin of a great chef. And did the, the salt, I guess it's not like literal salt. It's like salt, salty uh, foods and salty flavors. Just and salty. Teaching, she's teaching you how to salt. Like, like, like how to balance what, it. I mean, basically some of it's science, which I don't know anything about science, but I tried to. There's diffusion and osmosis involved. Oh, I love osmosis. Salinity. I realized salinity. I was actually. I'm more of a Venus Williams guy, but I like salinity. 
yeah, Salinity College, nice. the whole Holy Salinity. Selena Gomez. I I realized you're a big Salinity guy. You love belly locks. You love salt. <laughs> you love capers. I realized maybe you have a maybe your body doesn't have that much salt, and you just are constantly craving the salt. You're not a salty guy. I'm not a salty guy. If anything, I, I've, I've got a lot of pepper in my blood. That, that's what I'm saying is maybe you need that salt. Angelina I need that. Jolie. I got to have it. Yeah. I love Angelina Jolie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's possible. But I'm not like a salt. I do. Love, I love uh, olives. I'm, I love the salty flavor. I'm a big fan. Well, that fan. You love olives, but do you love bets and, and Gimmel? Uh, bets? <laughs> Gimmel me some olives. Yeah, I'll give you some olives. I like vets too. I'm pro veterinarian. I'm gonna hit you in the shin. <laughs> Tim Shin, guy I went to high school with in a wheelchair. Um, that's yeah, some he- that's some Hebrew language jokes for the, for those counting at home. Exactly, a Hebrew language Hebrew joke. Alphabet, and a, Hebrew alphabet. Yeah, and a high school reference. Love brace bits. You gotta have it. Yeah. Awesome. Let me know how the uh, the the acid and fat chapters go oh, oh romaine kill me my highlight lance is it's 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 an unbelievable one maybe one of the best high, highlights i'll ever have here on braze bits i don't know if, if some of the braze backs remember a few weeks ago i had a highlight about meeting making connection with a bird outside my window boy oh boy do i have an update on that um this bird's been coming back every morning we have a connection it's a gray bird with blue eyes. It's a beautiful bird. Today, Lance, I open up my window. My bird is there, sitting there, right next to it, a twin, a duplicate. The same exact bird, two birds now, sitting outside of my window. Same, same energy. They have the same not being intimidated by when I, I'm, I'm, I'm peering over them. It's like I made it another best friend. I'm having a party over here. Me, Larry Bird, Sue Bird. It just, it, 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 I feel like this bird told this bird about me and was like, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet his apartment. You got to meet this view. They took shits all over outside my window. They shat on my wind on like the, the actual like glass. I mean, it's, it, thankfully it was, it was shut. And also the, the, the shat on the, the sides, there's shit, there's bird shit everywhere. I'm leaving it. I feel like they're claiming their territory. Let them have it. I'll clean it during the summertime. It's the most I've socialized since uh, this year. Me and these birds, it's it's my highlight. It could be the highlight of my year. Yeah, that was poetic. It's, that it's makes really me cry. That's really convenient that not only one bird, but two birds came. Two birds, and they're clearly friends. They're they're clearly boys or girls, or they're they're lovers. They're they're probably yeah. they're they're open, and I'm open to them as well. Because usually I find one bird, and then I have to search pretty far and wide to find another bird. But when they're together, it's like two birds, one stone. <laughs> exactly. I mean, one of these days, I'm gonna get a little reckless. I'm gonna open up my window, and get these birds in here, and I might close the, the window and. They might kidnap these birds. They might screech. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. And these birds are quiet. I get some annoying birds that are chirping me in the morning, trying to get me up early. 
these birds, they come and they wait for me. They're sitting there. I open up the, win- the window shade and look, what's up, bro? Meet, meet my friend, Larry. And it was, it's just a great thing. Are you a bird guy in general? Are you or- ornithologized? I've never been a bird guy before. I never was a guy who like would see a bird and was like, oh, what kind of bird is that? But now I might be. I think because I, I, I've never like looked at them up this close. Like they're sitting there. I'm able to look at them. They're not like, they don't fly away the second I open the window. It's, it's a great thing. I don't know how I feel about them. I feel like I can never trust them. That's how I felt before this. Seagulls, pigeons. Seagulls, not into. Pelicans are the worst. Not, I really not. don't like pelicans. Owls, I don't really give a hoot. I like owls. I like those night those night owls. I don't even. I, I got to figure out what kind of bird these are. I want to just deepen my connection with them because they're, they're good birds. To me, birds are just too flighty. <laughs> these aren't. These are. These will be right up your alley. One of these days, I'll introduce you to these birds. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, my highlight at Usco was meeting this one bird. Now I got double the fun. I got two. You ever feed birds? Am I losing it, Lance? Have I lost my mind? I don't know. I mean, far, I thought initially it was like a fun, funny thing because it's the pandemic. That's what and, I thought you know, as well. It's kind of funny. But now the more you talk about it, am I'm I, a little, am I I'm taking this concerned. too seriously? <laughs> am I? Yeah, I, it's, but it's, I, it's what the pandemic is doing to people. Am I off my rocker? I was watching this, um, what was it like, hell, not Hello Talk, but you know these like online therapy Better talk, better talk. I think that's better call what. Saul. Yeah, I get a lot of ads for online therapy for some reason. Oh, I'm in, I'm in, yeah, I'm in therapy. Yeah, Need I get all, I get a lot of ads, but they're not. It's like not therapy, but it's like just text someone online. Yeah, because I guess they think that I need therapy, but just want to text someone. Mm-hmm. I was watch, there was this one YouTube. You know how like YouTube makes you watch the ads. Mm-hmm. It was like these two people. And they were like, I'm teaching a Zoom class about standing. And like, they're getting increasingly crazier. And then like the, the bit is there was just someone on the side being like, I'm not a, like having a breakdown, basically. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of what you're saying <laughs> with this bird. No, I'm just goofing. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not being serious. I don't, I'm not obsessed with these birds. It's not the one thing I look forward to every day. It's not the only things that I have consistently in my life. Consistently? Is that a word? consistently these aren't the only it, you things that your, love me you can add it to your acumen <laughs> Accu weather forecast it, it's I, I i love these birds <laughs> i know what i hope these birds don't do i hope these birds don't move away i, why, I really hope, I really why, hope would they you don't. Not, why would you hope they don't move away because i'm in love with them and they are the the love of my life What's so bad about moving? Nothing bad about moving in general, but I don't want these birds to move. But if they if they move, I would support them no matter what. That's that's the unconditional love I have for them. I actually enjoy moving. I'm glad you brought it up. I, when you move, I enjoy it. I don't like moving so often. But when you move, there's some good things about it. I also like grooving. I love grooving. <laughs> you know I love the groove. But when you groove, what do you also do? You move. So, you know what? While we're on the topic, why don't we list out our top nine favorite things about moving? I'll move on over and let you take the floor for this top nine things about moving. I'm moving in a few days, which is why we're recording this a little earlier than usual, because, you know, I like to prepare 
and have already projected in a situation in which my <laughs> internet is not going to work and the pod is not going to be able to occur. Smart forecasting, though. I think it's a smart forecast. That's why they got to put me in charge of the Cascadia subduction zone thing. <laughs> you should apply. Why not? I don't know. I heard Ray Romano is in charge. Ah, Cascadia! <laughs> yeah, we're doing our top nine favorite things about moving. I top don't... nine things about moving. A lot of people hate moving. I was reading some articles, apparently. this I mean, I don't know how. I think someone just made this up on the internet, but that Americans fear moving. Like, the top three fears of Americans are death, uh, taxes, and then moving. <laughs> a fear of moving. Interesting. Or again, I didn't notice a fear. I think it was mo- things get most stressed about. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a stressful experience for sure. But it's it's it's, it's the way you uh, you attack it. And we're like, looking at our favorite things. I like the way you move. <laughs> I like the way you move as well. Dun, dun, dun. I like top nine things about moving. I'll get on base. Get on base. I haven't moved in. I think of five years I moved a couple of times oh, since the 70s yeah <laughs> my number nine favorite things about moving my number nine is deciding where you want the furniture positioned i i enjoy this little minutia about what it's not little it's a huge part it's when you're scouting out the space you got the couch you got the tv you got the you got everything you got to figure out where you want everything positioned how you want the feng shui and it's a huge, it's a huge part of the energy in the, your new home. I like asking people's opinions. I like seeing how people have different like opinions on where things go. Because one, you put the couch on a different wall, it changes up the whole layout. And I like that kind of strategy. I like rearranging once you have it in position, not being locked down to one idea. I'm sure it's got to be it's much different when you have significant other because you're talking, compromising. Um, but yeah, I enjoy that process. Yeah, no, it's a very, it's actually my number six, determining the layout. Love it's that. And a very important part. I mean, as you said, figuring out the feng shui, feng shui in the morning, it's it's essential. <laughs> it's an a, yeah, it's an essential aspect. This our current apartment actually interesting, as you can see from the background. Some of it's brick, and some of it's not brick. And we wanted to lay out like our couch and everything. So we were always like kind of facing the brick, like the TV mm. would be on the brick side, but we can't because the router, like the router stuff is on the other side. So that was kind of a, a bummer, but I'm super excited for this actually tomorrow, the day after we're recording this, we're going, we're getting the keys to our, our new apartment and we're going to take measurements. Measurements is certainly part of the wow. determining the, the new thing. Wow. And I mean, this is this is essential because it's how you're setting up your life. You're making decisions that sure you could change, but they're really they're really setting the tone. Absolutely, tone look. That's a major key. That's huge. That's and is, is it obviously with you and Kate? It's an open conversation, open strategy. Or I'd like I'd like to think so. Is Kate more of a better style and feng shui person? Would you say, or, or do you? I don't know. I think I was gonna. I was gonna. You know, do the thing where the husband is like, oh, you know, the wife. But we really we do it together. That's great. But I was gonna pretend. Don't pretend. Take Bur- my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Danglefield. Yeah. My number eight is getting rid of stuff you don't need slash 
cleansing yourself of cleansing. Un- cleansing. Right, what are you suggesting? This is, this is for the Patreon. Whites only. I'm wearing my chef's whites only is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just like ba- bagging up a bunch of old clothing, donating it, um, old furniture that you don't need. I love that feeling of just like stuff that should have been thrown away years ago. It's taken up space. I probably should do that in my apartment now, just doing an overhaul. But when you move, you're forced to, and you're forced to decide what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep. It's a nice process. It's a a nice little detox of of you kind of reassessing your materials in your life. I don't have this, but I do like the idea of like a detox. I thought you would. Yeah. Appreciate that. Should I I comment on it? What do you want me to do now? (laughs) That that was good enough. I I could do, I could go more. (laughs) Detox, getting rid of your old stuff. It's great. You have stuff, then you don't have stuff. It's a good process. Yeah, I, I wish he didn't do that. <laughs> I just, I just poked a hole in the whole pod. <laughs> Someone's got to plug the, plug the hole. Let's plug it with support the Patreon. Yeah, plug support, it. <laughs> support, the, support that Patreon. The number seven. Speaking of cash, I this is I think an underrated part. Number seven, when you're moving, especially when you're renting beforehand, it's getting that old security deposit back. I don't know about you, but. You're feeling 22? I, I'm feeling 22. Taylor Swift me up a security deposit. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough in these days to get security deposit back if you have some holes in the wall or if you if some stuff happened. But if you get the, if you're able to get your hands on <laughs> cash back, what's what's better than that? I need cash now. JG Wentworth 877 <laughs> cash now. <laughs> Johnny Cash. 877 Cash. No. Yeah, it's good. I've been scarred with the security deposit. When I I first moved in with Caden, I moved out of the apartment I was living in with a bunch of guys. You know, I was living with a bunch Bunch of of guys. The company was just impossible with the security deposit. They wouldn't give us, they just like would ignore us. And then we had to like look up the rules and like what would constitute negligence. And basically after, I think it was either 60 or 90 days, basically we threatened to um, lawyer up. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, And then they made us like go there and get them individually. One of, one of the people lived and moved to Boston. So you couldn't get it. And I'm just saying that's why I like it so much because they make it so difficult to get. So if you're able to get it I don't like it. I don't like it. This one also, we're going to get a little less because our landlord told us just to we have uh, this month's rent. We're not paying in full of your new place, of our current place. Oh, okay. So, fifteen. So he he just said, take it out of the we'll we'll take great. it out of the security. Yeah, but then it's like it is good, but it won't be as meaty of a security. But then you have to I don't you have to pay security. So to me, it's like it evens out. Like. We had to. I know. It's, it's something you, at least you kind of forget about. Oh, you get a your security deposit back for your. I don't forget. <laughs> Never forget cleansing. I don't know what direction you're taking this pot in. Take it as that. You got to be outrageous. You got to be outrageous to get to get people to get eyeballs. Then once you get eyeballs, you get canceled for being outrageous. So what's the catch twenty two? Joseph Heller. Did I tell you about my two birds? George Clooney, I think 
was in Catch Twenty. Wasn't there a movie that came out Catch Twenty Two? There was, but I, I didn't see it. I think Catch George Clooney was involved. Clue me in. Clueless. Clue the game. Overrated. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's overrated. I just think it's a. Hey, you want to play Clue? You want to get out of my life forever? Blues Clues. That that I could get behind. That was your yeah. number seven. Yeah. My number nine. The moment you know you're gonna live in your new place. This is not when they email you or call you and say, "Hey, you got the apartment." It is the moment when you're in your future apartment that you haven't applied for yet, but you're in it, and there's just a feeling that comes over you that says, "Oh, this is my new apartment." I've had it in. I've moved. I mean, I moved a lot. Uh, some uh, like. Like one time we had to move, when Kay and I first moved in, they just didn't renew the lease of our apartment because someone else bought the building, which turned out to be just a shell company of the initial building. And yeah, anyway. So was that for I, one I, year? One year. Wow, that's we were, stinky. Yeah. It smelled. Ren and stinky. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I've had to move more, you know, you move frequently, I think, when you're younger. And I, this will be my sixth apartment in New York. Wowie. Which is a lot. Fifth? First one out of David Yeah. Um, all in so, Slam Hatton, right? All in Slam Hatton. Yeah. So um, I've had to do this process pretty frequently. And I think in, I mean, this, this one, when we moved or when we were looking, I mean, we were not anticipating on, we were not anticipating, we, we went to look at apartments, but we, I don't think either of us thought that we were going to actually apply for one. And we walk in and we both, I think kind of realized as we were talking and walking Christopher, that this was perfect. And I kind of like knew that we were going to live here and then we're going to. It's a beautiful thing. Same thing happened in the current apartment. I walked in. I remember Kate was like coming from work. So she met me, but I walked in and I like, I was like, Oh yeah, this is it. Wow. There's no, there's never ever, I, I feel like I've had that feeling a little bit at the place I'm in now, but then once that I get that feeling, then the next feeling is like, Oh, but what if I don't get it? And I, I like, that's where my, my head goes next is like, Oh, what if my application doesn't go through? What if they don't approve me? What if like, when you have that feeling, do you get go, you, you hold on to it. You're like, Oh, I know I'm going to be here. Cause if I would be worried about getting my hopes up, if I have like, love, well, I, don't get, I don't, there's a difference between knowing that you're going to live somewhere and getting your hopes up. How my do you hopes, know? If my, you hopes, my hopes are never up. But how do you know if you're not if you didn't go through the process yet? You, you just kind of you just kind of know. Wow. Who knows? Wow, you, you got strong instincts. I, 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 do. I had that feeling with the birds. I, I I knew when I met that first bird that we had something special. And that, the bird knew knew as well. So I get bird, it now. Bird is the word, Larry. All right, uh, my number eight is dealing with the characters in moving. <laughs> Moving is like TBS. It's funny. Characters welcome. Characters welcome. <laughs> I that's pretty. That's pretty good. I feel like in the process, you know, maybe like a, a broker or a landlord or movers. It's always interesting characters involved in the move. I could remember a lot of people who, again, I've moved more than I would uh, like to admit 
or I don't know, admit, but I've, I've moved too much basically. Now we're like, now I like don't want to move ever again, even though we're moving. But I mean, you, yeah, you know, you move less and less. Absolutely. But it's, the, the brokers are always characters, especially broker, if, you're, if you're doing like a big hunt and you're seeing a lot of different places, seeing all the different brokers. I, I, I met the, the, the brokers showed me my apartment that I'm in now was trying to almost talk me out of the apartment. Cause I told, I was living in Gramercy at the time. I was like, why are you moving here? It's <laughs> like, it like, what are you talking about? What you? It, was, it was hilarious. It was amazing. Oh yeah. You gotta love that. The, the current apartment that we live in, the broker guy was like, it was like you had to pass 12,000 tests to live here. Yeah. yeah. Which was like hilarious. And yeah, it's just like, I don't know, getting the keys from the super meeting your super. Right. That's always a good time. Right. Just a lot of, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't have that, but that's a good one. My number seven is the goodbye tour. It's when you're leaving a neighborhood and you say goodbye to it, whether it's like, you know, walking around, you know, a week or two before when you know you're leaving, hmm. going to maybe like a restaurant or two in the neighborhood that you like, going to your bodega for the last time. We're going to, we're, we're moving in a few days. So tonight we're going to get some Beyond Burgers and fries from uh, the Pickle Guys Diller. Nice. It's like the kosher dairy restaurant next to the Pickle Guys. It's delicious. Nice. Uh, probably going to get one of our, uh, this Indian restaurant that I think is delicious, Mughlai. Um, Emmanuel. In the next few days. Yeah. So just saying goodbye to Hollywood. You're going to Hollywood. You're an American Idol. That's a good one. I feel like I've never really done that, to be honest. Just because I feel like I feel like well, it's 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 not it's not so much it's not so much like I don't think it's a formal thing people do. No, I, mean, I think people are just like you know you're leaving, and yeah. you kind of maybe you're walking around and you're mentally like, oh, this like I'm not going to be doing this walk every day. Right. I'm not going to be getting on the subway stop every day. Right. If you're not in a city, you know, I might not be driving down these roads as much. Right. It's a good point. And it kind of reorients your your map in that that nice way. It prepares you for your next step. Being like, exactly. This is, I got a new horizon coming up. Exactly. That's a good one. My number six is accomplishing the unpacking and arranging. Once you're, you got the final thing unpacked, the last box is unpacked, that feeling of like, all right. I mean, there's always going to be stuff to do. Always one more thing you need to get. Always got to set up the cables. There's always, but I feel like once you're done unpacking of like, there's nothing else. Like I, I know where everything is. It might need to be put in a certain place, but I love that feeling of like, all right, I, I've made some headway here. I love, you just, you feel accomplished. You feel like you, you did the heavy work. You're on the other side of the move. You're, you, you're ready to groove. It's my number six. I, I, you, I mean, you said it and I, I feel like you, if you let your vigilance, if you let down your guard, then you're just going to get smoked like a salmon. And I feel like you're, when you're not done, when you think you're done, when you think the last, as you said, there's always more stuff to do. And I'm like a Laster Moody and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, constant vigilance. Sure. But I feel like after the first week, when you're set up and like 
you only have a couple of things left and like the, you're able to live, you're able to like sit down and work and, and, and you're not always looking at like things that need to be done. It's a good feeling. Live, laugh, love. Kevin Love. My number five is telling yourself things will be different now that you moved homes. The illusion that moving will change you, <laughs> who you are and how you feel. The honeymoon period where you're like, look, I'm happier here. <laughs> love that feeling. Love, love, love the belief that you, you change apartment and you're going to just become a different person. You're going to, you're going to meet a couple of birds. You're going to change. You're going to, you're going to, everything about you is going to be different. Maybe that happens for like two weeks and then reality sets in and all that happened was that you're just living in a new neighborhood, which is great, but you still got to deal with your demons and I, I need call, a cleanse. I call this the new moving bump in European football. They call this the new manager bump. You right. fire your manager, you get a new manager. You say, oh, it's good. We'll go in the Premier League. Yeah, It's going to be great. Now we got a yeah. Scottish manager. That's what happens in any... Now we got a manager who's Scottish. Oh! <laughs> and you, they, oh, it's a new guy. This guy knows exactly what he's talking about. Then a uh -huh. week later, he realizes he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. it all wears off. But it's yeah. great. That, that, that week is fantastic. It's amazing. You think that things are looking up, that <laughs> you're changed. You're a genius. You found the perfect place. No, yeah. I mean, that it, it does. It's interesting. It does apply to anything. Like it's if you get a new job or maybe like a relationship or you pick up some sort of new hobby Yeah. in comedy, you do well at a show. You're like, all right, this is it. And right. then eventually you just go back to your shitty existence, but that's fine. Yeah. It's and nice it's, all, it's as shitty as you want it to be. Exactly. But I do love like, this is going to be a thing. I actually have this. This is my number four, the new apartment bump. Nice. And I like, I love my place in Astoria. Like, it, I think it has overall made me happier living I, here than, than Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, moving also, I mean, we, we should point out, and I'm like, the like, it's expensive. It's way, it's like a month of your life. Oh, it it's, sucks. I mean, right? it's awful. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. I hate that I've moved so much. I mean, some of it is like practical and, um, like, like, so we moved our most recent is we were in our old, our older place for three years and there just like, wasn't natural light. And we were like, Oh yeah. Need that. We're like, we can't, this is like, we got to free mental. And, and we also realized we we're paying too much. So we're like, we're paying too much. We know that we could get a better apartment with better natural light for less money. So we looked for one and we found, and we did, we found one. So sometimes it like, so makes sense. Yeah. But in general, moving, like you don't want to move a lot. No, no. Like I, I ideally would, uh, you know, in an ideal world, we move to this place, you know, we're in it for however long we're in it. And then hopefully, you know, it, it's it cost, especially in New York, it's so expensive to like buy a, a place, but like moving is conducive to renting. Renting is conducive to lighting your money on fire. <laughs> ideally you want to buy something, but buying you have to have like a whole, furnace of money so stack of cash stuff. stack yeah. of cash stack of cash but once money. we once we get the patreon firing i mean i usually think patreon.com is synonymous with home ownership i don't know about you printing paper it's gonna be too yeah. easy yeah far too easy that's my number five my number four similar to the accomplishing the unpacking but specifically it's the first night when nothing is un unpacked and set up but you're exhausted from the move 
you just gave up on doing things for the night and you lay down in your new home in the new bed. Might not even be on a box spring yet. You lay on the mattress on the floor. There's nothing more you could do. You're wiped, but you, you're you in your new place. You're, you're in your new environment. You're happy you're there. You have a lot more to do, but the moving day is over. You're, you're in there. And I, I like that feeling. It's like you're exhausted, but you're, you're but like in a good way. Yeah. I know at the point where you just like got to give up, you're like, we did as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Eating dinner on like a, on like on the floor. Not, you don't have pizza. cable yet. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, this new pizza place. <laughs> exactly. Is it good pizza? And, and then because you have the new apartment bump where you think your life is so much better. You're like, I can't believe I was eating the pizza in the other neighborhood. This yeah. pizza is so much better. Yeah. And if it feels like you're kind of like on an adventure, you're, you're camping kind of, it's, it's, it's a cool thing. Yeah, peeing on the floor. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why you have to do that. You know the bathroom? You're camping. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you pee on the floor when you're camping. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I just like that feeling of like, uh, there's still more to do, but I, I got here. And like the hardest you're like back hurts and you're like, oh, yeah. I could lie down. You're dehydrated. Right. You drink some, some agua. Yeah. Maybe have a couple of road sodas. Take the edge off. A couple of wobbly pops. I wobble. You wobble, I wobble. Gobble, gobble. That was your number four. My number six is, we, you already talked about determining the layout of the new place. Number five, this is a New York City-specific one, and really a Manhattan-specific one. How, when you put things out on the street, they magically disappear. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a great one. I remember when we moved out of the apartment. I lived in the East village with friends. We just like, didn't know it was one of those apartments. I've lived in all walk-ups like, uh, and in walk-ups there's, you know, there's no doorman. There's no like rules really. It's Outback Steakhouse. And in all these apartments, there's never anyone saying, Hey, you can't put things out certain days. Cause there's a fine. There's just like, no, you know, no parents to, to tell you not to do stuff. So you just throw stuff out on the street. I remember in this East village apartment specifically, it was four guys and we had a lot of stuff. I so guess. just four. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So there's no burgers. Just four guys. Got it. Two guys. There's a place in my hometown called two guys discount hobbies. Was it two guys who ran a hobby store? <laughs> I assume so. Nice. For a discount. Double check. Yeah. But we just, you know, dumped furniture, mattresses, vodka bottles heart someone's heart and we went upstairs to like again like order pizza or something and then came back to put more stuff and it was all gone and this is not an uncommon occurrence happened to me when i moved into astoria they couldn't get my box spring upstairs it was too big so i they was like where do you want me to where where do you put it oh we'll just put it outside next to a tree and it was gone (laughs) the next morning don't know how that happens i don't know who heard about it Someone people hear it. about it yeah there's there's a network <laughs> yeah it's 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 a, it's a great one That's gone in 60 cage. seconds cage i'm a caged animal yeah you know what you don't want to put in cages birds birds <laughs> no these birds aren't being caged no. absolutely not not on my not on my watch number four we also already talked about for me the new apartment bump love that love that the classic bump all right my number three is taping up a box 
Golly, Lance, do I love just slapping on some tape onto a cardboard box. You write on the side of it, oh, this is the dishes. If you write on the side? You got to organize the boxes. Don't you, Lance, you got to know what's in the box before you <laughs> no, open it. No, I don't. Yeah, well, you, you, know, you, know, when you, you know by feel. You lift it up and you say, oh, there's dishes in here. When you got enough boxes, you want to know on the side of it, oh, I'm going to attack the dishes today. I'm going to attack the book box tomorrow. How long are you drawing this out? It just, it takes an extra second to write on the side of the box. You're doing the dishes today and the other things tomorrow? Uh, but I'm just, I, I don't even know why I, I gotta said, get right. you. I got to get you a planner. I don't need a planner. <laughs> I need more birds. Kate's laughing. She thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll come over. I'm going to write on your boxes. But no, that wasn't even my number three. My number, my number three is taping up with the box. Golly, Lance, do I love the tape. I love, I love a, a clean seal. I like making the boxes. I once one one of my summer jobs was working in a shipping department. I just love the feel of tape, sticky oh. fingers, and making boxes. And you feel once you 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 seal it up, and you're like, all right, this box is good to go. You slap it on the side, like you're slapping a teammate on the tush. It's it's a good feeling. I love boxes. I love eating boxes. And my number three. I've I've been taping up so much, so many boxes for Big Apple Box that I wouldn't say it's a joy, but I need them to be especially because big apple box it's i want them to all look good i am so particular about the taping it needs to be perfect it needs to be obviously the right amount the right length it needs to be clean and because of that i would say i don't find it enjoyable as much as but that's not a moving. craft that needs to be perfected but it's taping boxes and i've been doing so much of that and True. then taping moving boxes i could care less I don't even, not even, pay a, less. doesn't even factor in. Oh, man. You, have, you haven't lived. You haven't lived if, unless you've had a good tape and box session. It's just a great thing. You, you're setting up the boxes. You're, you're getting that clean seal. You're ripping the tape circle. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah, we got, we got a bunch of tape circles here. See the tape because it's all in the circles. I'll tape in your box. See? beautiful thing it's not but we got to backtrack a little bit so number one why are you spreading this out over so many days uh, it was more just for more configured speech number two you got to talk about the shipping i worked in the my family uh had a, a ribbon business okay and uh i worked in the shipping department one summer with with my guy quilly i blanked on his name his name is quilly <laughs> a legendary guy working in the back and we would just be filling orders. I'd be making boxes. They had this like cool tape machine that you press buttons and it shoots out tape at certain lengths. And it's, it, you make the seal. It, it had to look pretty nice because you're obviously shipping out boxes to customers. Um, I like the feeling of like making a box. You make then you make a stack of boxes once they're done. It's it's I, I enjoyed it. When you're down there, I gotta ask just in the shipping with you and Quellman. Quilly. Quilly? Yeah. Are you guys doing a lot of ribbon? We're ribbing each other. Yeah. We're doing a lot of ribbing each other. That's uh that's interesting you bring that up. So for like high school and then some of college, like a summer spring break type job that I would have. My dad is an accountant. He sure. is a partner in a small accounting firm. And I don't even think they still do this, but basically they had to take all the old tax returns that they had a storeroom and it was like five of taxes we had to 
uh, shredding was part of it. So we had to take like whatever the, I forget what, maybe it was like two years out or the last years. And we had to put those like the most recent ones in the storeroom. So we had to like assemble them, box them, tape them up, do all these things, organize the storeroom. And then we had to take the, like, I don't know, whatever, whenever it, yeah, like seven or eight years. I don't remember the year, but when they got too old, we had to, we had to organize them to be shredded uh, for the company to come and, you know, take them and shred them. Love that. I, and, I love that kind of busy work sometimes. It's, it's, it it's, was good down there in that storeroom. It's fun times. You know, we would make up a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but just boxes to me, it's like not something that I enjoy as much as they just need to get done. And I'm going to like figure out a system to really mm. get them done as efficiently as possible. So I more enjoy the execution. I don't, I don't enjoy it while I'm doing it though. If that makes any sense, you just got to get, you got to get in the rhythm. Yeah, but the the rhythm to me is almost separate than the boxes, if that makes sense. 100%. Once you get into the rhythm, once you're you're not even thinking and your hands are doing all the work, it's it's, it's great. Yeah. My number two is you don't have to see your annoying neighbor anymore. That guy or girl, when you're you're moving and you're you're leaving, you're out of there. My last apartment, I had this annoying girl who, who... who lived next to me, who would like literally knock on my door to see if I wanted to like hang out and like watch stuff with her. And like, she was right next door. So it was so, so awkward. Like sometimes I just wouldn't Why, answer. Did door. she want to watch stuff with you? She wouldn't watch, watch, me. watch stuff. She wanted to watch the Yankees with me. <laughs> Believe, well, I don't want to go down that, that path. I got, I got, <laughs> I love birds. I'm a bird guy, <clears throat> but just getting out of Dodge, getting out of, Seeing people that Durango. you don't like, I, I told a few <laughs> Durango, I'm going nuts. I told the story about how uh, I had a run with the baby upstairs. I was sometimes after then run into the parents in the building. Don't I don't you know, have to see them anymore. Fresh start, new neighbors, new environment. You, you're saying bye to the past. It's, it's a nice thing. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I'm excited for. I'm going to dearly miss our, our neighbors next door, the millionaire next door. Legendary Obviously. guy. Legendary yeah. guy. Unforgettable. Can't forget him. Screaming while I miss it. Yes. <laughs> but it's certain, you know, they're certainly really our above neighbor realized just like where's Doc Martens? <laughs> and we realized she just like must be wearing them in the apartment because it's yeah, it's a it's it's really it's stomp the yard up there. It's, it's ridiculous. And I think she just like, I don't know, sometimes in the bathroom and she's just like dropping barbells on the bathroom. I don't know, like what could you possibly be doing? But it's one of those things. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. It's a great thing. Yeah. Also a new super. I mean, like my last super was never like non-responsive and uh, <laughs> it was not responsive. Yeah. Not call 911. I had to call 911. Didn't have a heartbeat. He would he like wouldn't he would lie to me about wanting to fix things. Oh, I love that but in a story my, my guy has been perfect always on top of it always responsive has a good heartbeat always there when you call stall always on time yep my numero uno it's an obvious one but i think it's the best part about moving it's the opposite of the goodbye tour it's the hello tour it's the exploring the new neighborhood it's it's finding your your local favorite spots introducing yourself to your new bodega your new supermarket your local park your favorite restaurants, your your local bar, 
finding little shortcuts, getting home from the subway, what's going to be your favorite streets to walk on, just getting your bearings. I think that's probably one of the best Kendrick Perkins of moving is, is getting to have this new adventure in a new place. What more can you say? To me, that's almost like after moving. I, I, but it's part of the 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 moving. Uh, I think it's a part of. It. That's why you're moving. That's why I move. I, I think moved, I moved to Groove. I moved to Groove, but I think that's a part of the process of like once you're settling in, you gotta explore. I move, I groove, and then I move. Paris. Yeah. No, I think it's part of it. And then I. I move, I groove, and I look at oeuvres at the Louvre. You have a good oeuvre. Kelly yeah. oeuvre. Lou, Moises Louvre. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm lubed up. Yeah, you're always lubed up. My number three, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, I think mentally transitioning to a new phase of life. So I guess it's kind of what you just said about number one, but I think moves should mark some sort of transition for me my moves were right you move from college to this i moved from college to the city right yeah then i did one move where i just switched like friends living situations because it just made more monetary sense you know kind of going different ways um then i moved to moving with kate and now we're moving kate and i moved to you know kind of get a better apartment than the one we were living in and now we're moving to, you know, essentially a more, you know, we're, we're in, it's like an in our thirties move. Right. A new chapter, a new chapter, kind of uh, a little quieter, a little more space, a little bit of a different pace. And yeah, I think that moving is kind of marks that in an interesting way. Love that. And I think that's why, one of the reasons why we're excited to move. Absolutely. 100%. Could not agree more. My number two, you didn't have this. I thought you might have it, but it's when your place that you're about to leave, the you, you, you either moved all out or you had movers and they moved everything out. You cleaned it up. The super told you to leave the keys in the fridge or the freezer. Man. And you take that one last look and you close the door and you'll never see that place again. That's a great one. I, I didn't think about that. The final goodbye when everything's moved out, mm-hmm. it comes full circle. That's how you. That's how you met the place. Nothing and, in it. It's yeah, and, and, and it's so fascinating because I mean, I walk by my two of my old apartments pretty fairly often. They're not, you know. And like yesterday, I walked by our old apartment, and you walk by and you look in the door and you're like, I have no access. It's illegal for me to have access to my home. Right. That's and a weird feeling. I've had I, that too. Yeah. They should know me here. They should at least yeah. be able to get in the door. Yeah. It's a wild feeling. It's a good one. Yeah. And then my number one is kind of abstract, but you kind of also referenced it a little, but it's, it's turning what is a process that a lot of people don't like. A lot of people find stressful. A lot of people find knowing into an adventure. I think right. this is also easier to do when it's not just you. Uh, when either it's with friends that you're moving with or a significant other. And I think this is the, I think this is one of the things that Kate and I do well and is the key, I think, to good relationships is that 
you just turn things that could be annoying into like fun adventures. And how do you do that? I don't really know, but you just try to do it and you say, Oh, this is, you know, a thing that could be annoying, but you, you find the jokes in it right. and you, you just make it fun. Makes me emotional. Reminds me of kind of what me and the birds do. We, kind of, we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we just don't, we don't take things too seriously. Us yeah. Three. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. It's a great one. Yeah. You make fun of the things and, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it into words, but no, I know this exactly is a podcast, so you got to do words. <laughs> exactly, bird no, is the word. Larry Bird. It's a great one. It was a, it's a great top nine. I think it's very relatable. I think everyone, for the most part, has done at least one move. Do you think uh, Phil Jackson and Kate, my wife, have done any moves? I know Phil Jackson has done a couple of moves. I would say Kate has moved. I think so. I'm asking that because now is the time of the pod where we read our predictions from our significant people. I'm, re- I'm ready to, to read off these, these LPPs. Let's do it. Kate comes in with a, wow, what a category for this week. We are deep in the moving process, and I'm so excited to become an outer borough brazerback. Here are some LPPs. The clean slate feeling of a new apartment. You can re- reorganize everything how you want it. Throw away clutter and everything is fresh and clean. Boom. Dango. Getting a chance or excuse to upgrade furniture slash decor. Yeah, you know, that one is sort of have a push and pull battle with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to get a new couch. You got to get a couple new pieces. Our couch, our couch is good, but we got to get a few. There are some things we got to get. All right. I'm on Kate's side. Upgrade. She doesn't, upgrade. she doesn't want a new couch either. Our couch is, is good. The, actually, the issue is if we're going to be able to get it out and in. We're a little afraid that it might not be able to get in. That's but, always the issue. Yeah, that's always yeah. the big issue. Will it fit? That's what she said. Get not. It's getting to explore a new neighborhood slash finding new favorite spots. Me and Kate again on the same page. That's my number one, Kate. Bingo. Maybe me and Kate are moving in together. Yeah. Just kidding. Meeting the new neighbors slash figuring out the new quirks of the building. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it could be funny and good, but sometimes it's not good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's make or break. You, you really get to learn pretty quickly. Like, are these neighbors going to be cool or am I going to have any kind of rapport? It's also like how you meet them. I met my neighbor uh, when I moved in here in a weird way. I, I took their parking spot by accident when I was moving. And I was told by the landlord that I could park there. And the first oh. impression was my neighbor saying, can you move your car? And I was like, sure. My name's Jesse. Do you know my birds? <laughs> so, yeah, and then that gives you a bad feeling about the bill. I mean, I guess you're happy because you've been there for, for a bit. Yeah. But, like, that's like, oh, the landlord told me I could park there, and he probably knew that it was a taken spot, and you're like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. I think it was just more the landlord didn't think she would be home that early. And You know what? Don't give him credit. I know I you know. live there, and you don't want it to get back to them, but I'm standing <laughs> up for you. I'm your tenant, tenant rights advocate. <laughs> I appreciate it. I know my landlord's a big Razorback, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great predictions. All right. Phil Jackson comes in, and he he sent in his predictions a long time ago. So he was, he was ready for this one. This is first, actually, he said. He sent, in, he sent in his predictions, and then they were so good, I told him to pack me up and throw me in the freight elevator. He says, wrap me in a blanket <laughs> with packing tape and toss me out the front stoop. I say, don't wrap me up at all. Throw me on top of a bunch of disassembled furniture and give me a fine from the city for being in the wrong place. (laughs) 
Then he says, pack me up and move me, chefs. <laughs> I would love to throw Phil in a box. I'm not. He was really... always thinking outside the box, but I love to tape him up and throw him in a box. Sometimes we got a box in, Phil. You ever watch uh, SpongeBob? Sure. SpongeBob remember, the, remember the box that turned into the TV? Yes. The imagination box? Yeah. Phil. That's Phil. Yeah, that's, that's Phil. I'm not really sure how anyone can enjoy the act of moving, but it is sure exciting to hear the sweet-footed chef rank moving with his glass half full. <laughs> moving, moving seems to always be somewhat refreshing, but in Manhattan, you have to be a logistics wizard to navigate the cumbersome journey of moving. Let's raise a glass half full to this week's big move. Without further ado, here's what my best bud enjoys about packing his life up into boxes. <laughs> wow can't wait exploring a new habitat bingo habitat <laughs> judd habitat for humanity nice judd habitat for humanity <laughs> throwing out old shit golly phil you're on point no my body phil starting with a clean slate in a fresh space huge 100 <laughs> percent. couldn't couldn't say it better clean slate jenny slate Finding cool stuff you forgot about while packing everything up. Ooh, didn't think about that one. The cool stuff you didn't know you had. Good one, Phil. Cleaning out rotten slash funny foods in the fridge. Whoa. <laughs> that seems like something you should be doing on a regular basis there, Phil. Funny foods. I mean, listen to Braze Bits for funny foods, but you shouldn't be. I mean, what kind of funny foods you got laying around in the fridge there, Phil? Yeah. He's getting, out the he's getting a little freaky and overdone tzatziki. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, I clean my fridge every Fres Fresno. <laughs> every Fresno, I always clean my fridge. Yeah. Bonus, asking a friend to help and having a bonding experience through strength and stress. <laughs> strength and stress. Yeah, I've, I've moved a bunch of friends. And it is definitely a strenuous activity, but it's it, it, it's it's a bonding activity. I never think, ask. I, I never ask people to help. If they if they volunteer, then I'll maybe. I, I haven't asked, in. but I've been asked. Unfortunately, call me Blazer. Yeah. And then he says, "Braze on." Braze on, Phil. Great predictions. I love to. I love to introduce Phil to my birds one day. If they get that, I mean, that's the key. Can you introduce the birds to Phil and and the birds See. like Phil? Phil like really Phil's got to like the birds, really. Yeah. They're Phil, pretty zen. Phil might tell you, you know, these birds, you might be, you know, head over heels for them now, but Phil might see something. He might see something. If he sees something, he'll say something. I'll, I know that. Yeah. But braze on Phil. Braze on everybody. You got I any ads? I don't have any ads except support the Patreon. You could subscribe by going to patreon.com slash braze bits. See what we got cooking up on the Patreon. We know it's that hardcore, hardcore stuff on the Patreon. That off the beat stuff on the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. We got great stuff. And also, sorry. Uh, we got somewhat of a question. I wanted oh. to just bring it to, to the forefront here. If you also, uh, Brazerbacks are welcome to send in questions. You could email brazebits at gmail.com, brazebits at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram. Uh, I sure, I'm sure you saw the comment thread that emanated from our post yesterday about ranch and blue cheese dressing. Sure did. Or, or no, ranch dressing, ranch dressing. So ranch dressing. 
and pizza. Yes. I yeah. saw the meme. Very funny meme. Are you asking on my take on the on ranch on pizza? No. So I'm asking in the comments, Zachary Snackery, as well as Senorita Snackery, were commenting kind of very, I thought it was very interesting. You saw a couple kind of commenting on the braised bits, but also commenting on their personal ranch versus blue cheese consumption habits. And basically, uh, Senorita Snackery, Senorita Snackery sure. was saying that, you know, she admitted to doing, to eating ranch and saying, you know, hands up. But then it devolved into a ranch versus blue cheese. What is better? Mm. What do you say? What do you got? You got ranch or you got blue cheese? On pizza. Or gen- I think, I think let's extend this to a general. Okay. General. So general chow. I, it's interesting. It really depends on what is being used. I'm, I, I, I go back and forth and it depends on the blue cheese as well. I need a, like a, I like a crumbly blue cheese, not like too much too like, uh, I don't like it when it's too creamy. I want a more junky. And I like it with Buffalo wings. Gun to my head, I'm I'm going ranch because it's more consistent. It's gets more versatile. You can put it on different things. I like ranch on like a buffalo chicken pizza or like on with some celery. I'll probably go ranch overall, but I'm not a blue cheese hater. Bill hater. Bill hater. Blue cheese. So what would you say like for wings? What would you prefer? Depends on where I am. If I'm at like a nice restaurant and I know that they're going to have like a homemade blue cheese, I'll go blue cheese. But if I'm at like beat up dub, I'll go ranch. Yeah, I think ranch. I, I was kind of investigating this and I saw I saw some comments that people said uh, ranch is or blue cheese is ranch for grownups. Ranch is garbage. It's for kids. And it's but ranch to me, it's tough. It's really tough to beat. And, you know, as much as. As, as it's tough to seem to beat, and as much as I pretended to be above ranch dressing on pizza, you get some wobbly pops in me, and I'm probably going. I'm probably going ranch exactly on pizza to my against my better judgment, to my right. only judgment. Ranch just is has a magic. It's it's kind of consistent all over. Blue cheese, it's trying to punctuate itself. It's trying to act like it's it has an ego. Blue cheese to me is someone who makes a big donation, but then wants that donation to be in their name for like a building or something. And they can't donate without having blue cheese can't donate without having a building named after it. They want all the credit. Ranches yeah, ranches on GoFundMe a lot. Ranch is everywhere. Ranch is everywhere, but it's also anonymous. It doesn't need the credit. Right. That's a fair point. I'll say I don't like either as a salad dressing. I'm not, I, I like them more as a dip, as like a condiment, but I'm not pro either of them as a dressing on a salad. Yeah, I think they could really smother a salad. Smothers Brothers. I was going to say Smothers Brothers. I thought you would. <laughs> yeah. Kerry would. Yeah. Elijah would. Smother from another smother. <laughs> wow, Blues Brothers. Yeah. Nice. You want to groove into the quabs? Let's get into some quaps. Let's do some QABs. Questionable best from our boy Goose. Want me to go first? I don't want you to. If you don't want to, then I don't want you to. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. I appreciate that. I'll go, I'll go first. Are you sure? Do you want me to? I, I only want to if you want to. 
but I only want to if you want me to. I know, but I want to take something that should be simple and dra- drag it out to appear like I'm, I'm considerate or something. Drag on Malfoy. I'll be the evil one. I'm going to go first. I listen to a lot of sports radio in the afternoons. I, 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 like, I like listening to the Michael K show. Michael K, Don LaGreca, Peter Rosenberg. They talk sports, but they also talk. It's funny. They talk about their lives and make fun of each other. I think I got this from when I was my first couple years out of college. I would commute into the city with my dad. We would listen to the radio going in and out of the city. We used to listen to Boomer and Carton and Mike and Mike. And then going home, listen to Michael K's show. It's just, it's, it's easy to listen to. One of my home friends, he's not a Brazerback. I'm trying to make him a Brazerback. My friend, call him Mike Miller. He used to be on the Miami Heat. He's a big um, Carton Roberts, who is the now the rival to the Michael K show on the afternoon drive. And I'm a big Michael K guy, and we've argued about it. So I figured today I'll give Carton Roberts a shot. I've tuned, I've tuned into them for one minute, and I turned them <laughs> off immediately because they're a bunch of dumb idiots. It made me so upset. They're talking about the vaccine, and they're both like, so once you get the vaccine, why do you got to wear a mask? And they're, it just blows my mind that they're allowed to talk about this on the radio. They have such a huge audience, <laughs> bigger audience than most, than anybody. <laughs> and like, I don't even know where I learned that like, once you get the vaccine, you, you, you have to wear a mask for a while because you might, you can still spread it to somebody else. But these numbskulls, they were like, but yeah, but so once, why can't you just have a vaccine card and, and just show it to people if you, you don't have to wear a mask? How is no one, how is a producer not told them this piece of information that somehow it's just, it made me so furious. I hate listening to radio when like, you know, something that they're like both going back and forth about. And it's such a simple and it's important. They're like, they're spreading these. It just makes me realize how like part of our country is just so ignorant and doesn't know these kind of things. It just, it's QAB. It made me very upset. Don't listen to Carton Roberts, Michael K. Show all the way. So you don't like when two people on a broadcasting platform argue about things that are nonsense? When it pertains, when it's an important thing that could affect society, it makes me very upset. And, and they're talking about it so nonchalant. Like, I think, yeah, I think once you get the vaccines, I think we're good. I think you just inadvertently got a lot of people to shut off Braze Bits. How? They pro card? To no, just two chefs arguing about nonsense. Yeah. I know, I know what you mean. I was just I trying know. to make the connection and you're heated and you're riled up and you're not <laughs> you're not playing no, I get with, it. with my throw. I, but I get it. It's interesting. I well, I think there's some like like sometimes like you ever listen to like you ever listen to Imus? Yeah. Like, I, I've seen clips. I was actually watching clips. Today. Yeah. Like to me, like that was like, I mean, I, I would like listen to it. And like, sometimes, you know, my dad would like kind of just flip through like all the different talk and like, yeah, I, I feel like there was no, never anyone. He like, he loved Francesa. But other yeah. than that, he would like kind of listen to everyone, give everyone like a chance, kind of like, I guess the opposite of what you're saying in this situation. <laughs> but whenever Imus was on, I was like, this guy is what like, I realize now it's like, um, yeah, it's sports. And, and you could say this about a lot of, I mean, podcasts and sports radio. It's just as much about sports as it is about uh, validating a way of life, like a specific way of life. And sports right. is kind of the vehicle to get people there. But it's just as much about like, 
you might be a more conservative leaning, you know, I guess radio show or, or, yeah. or whatever in sports is just the lens or you might be a more whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I actually, it doesn't really bother me at all because I feel like you have as a listener, you have the discretion to listen or not. Absolutely. I turned them off right away. Yeah. And there you go. So that's one less listener. <laughs> yeah. It was just fascinating just like just to hear. Yeah. They, and I think they are, and that station is more of the conservative leaning and, and it's, it's interesting because they're talking sports, which should be not really political. Even Everything's we, political. We've learned it's, it's very political. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to, you talk about sports, but then if you're just talking about things, you're obviously going to, going to get your point of view, your life point of view in there in some capacity and the COVID so big and COVID obviously affects sports too. So oh, yeah. you're not going to not talk about it. Right. COVID-19 I'm talking about. No, I was talking COVID-18. Okay. Yeah, it's QAB, but I, it doesn't, I don't know. For some reason, it really triggered me. It, it was just like, it was such an upset. Like it was, I wanted to yell at them. I, I don't yell at people. I want to be like, no, you, you can still spread the virus without, even if the vaccine. Yeah. And in fact, nobody, like a producer didn't like come in like, oh, by the way. Because it was the fact that it's just being broadcasted to so many people. And, yeah, I'm riled up. I need, I need my birds to calm me down. My QAB is actually a me thing. I want you to let me know if what I'm doing is QAB. Okay. I like that. So I don't like phones, smartphones. I wish I wish I didn't live in a time where a smartphone was needed in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, it's great, right? We can do the pod. And you didn't have podcasts, really, before 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You couldn't. They're not necessarily really the smartphones, but they are because you wouldn't listen to them if you didn't have a smartphone, et cetera. I just don't like how we're so dependent on them. I don't like looking at it. I feel like I'm on my phone, whether it's texting or email or social media all the time, especially being home all the time with the virus. I really think it's important to be less and less on the phone. I find myself being more and more attached to screens as I think most people do because it's a connection and it's kind of the only way doing comedy, right? It's the only way to even like, put stuff out there i was it's you can't even like go to do shows and be funny anymore you just have to be funny at the mercy of the algorithm anyway i just don't like how i'm always focused on it if it's in the room there's studies that have been done like if if your phone's in your pocket you're going to be you're going to have less of an attention span versus if the phone is on the other side of the room versus if the phone isn't in the room at all and I try always to basically when I'm not on my phone to just not have it in my line of sight at all. Also like one thing, and I, I was mad at myself, but I, but Kate gets, uh, we're, I was reading the other night in bed. Kate was next to me scrolling through her phone. Actually. Whoa, you guys sleep in the same bed, sleep in the same bed. Okay. Big news. Um, she was looking at cars that like, we're going to try to buy. Uh, she was just scrolling. And I was reading and out of the corner of my eye, I just, you know, see her scrolling and I can't focus on my book because I'm just like wired to like, oh, there's a, there's a light. That's a danger. An animal is going to kill me, you know, hunting and gathering type, type biologically wired stuff. So I just kind of like move a little bit so I can't see her phone. And she's like, oh, you're doing that because I'm sorry. Like it's bad. And I'm like, you shouldn't not, you shouldn't not have to do that because of my thing 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is all background. Like basically, I, I basically I spend the whole day hiding my phone. Like I'll put it under our couch. I'll put it in like random corners. And then what happens is when I need it for something, I don't know where it is. So I just like spend a fair amount of time just like walking around. Like she'll be sitting somewhere and I'll be like looking under the couch and it's, it's pretty out of control. And then she was like, I'll just get you like a dish to put your phone in. And I'm like, well, that would defeat the purpose because then I would know where it is. Right. So it is great. It is like, it is crazy behavior. I'm wondering, do you think it's questionable? I don't. I think it's great that you're doing it. I, I kind of, I feel the same way that I've like, un, I subconsciously now will go on to social media, picking up my phone at a unhealthy rate and I need to put my phone away, but, and, and I feel like I'm very attached to it. So I think you taking a step to hide it is, I think it's healthy. It's probably not the, the it's not the most efficient because you got to find it after you hide it. But I think it's, it's a, it's a healthy step. I'm just, I guess you don't want to do that thing where I, like people like lock their phone for a certain amount of time. You just physically can't get into it because you might need to get into it. I don't know what other option you have besides hiding it is. It's just like putting in a spot and knowing it's there and just not going to it. But it's hard. I, it's hard. And then you know where it is. Yeah. So I feel like it almost defeats the purpose. And then if you're like, if it's in plain sight, then you're still not going to be like, I, I basically under the couch is, is one of them. A lot of times I'll put it like, maybe under the bed or like behind a cabinet. Yeah. I go nuts. As long as you know where your, your go-to spots are and there's a couple different spots. Yeah. You basically can find that's it eventually. It yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think it's a great idea. I think it's the opposite questionable. I think it's efficient, smart. Great. I'm glad. I'm going to start doing that. Cause I like. It's the I'm, only way. Cause I'll be, I'll phone. just be on my phone for like two hours and I'm like, I got to not do this. I get it. Talking. You know, it's gonna be tough for your new. <laughs> it's gonna be tough for your new apartment. You're gonna find some, probably gonna hide it, and it's gonna be gone, gone, I'm baby. Gonna, I'm gonna chuck it in the Gowanus Canal. Nice. No, I think it's, I think it's good. Thank I think you. it's a good thing. Not, not, not QAB. So you, now you need an actual QAB. That's all I had. All right. Oh, you, want, you want one? Actually, I'll give you one. Give it. To I me. was walking. This was. Early in the morning the other day, I was actually dropping off a big apple box and I'm walking and you know how people don't know how to walk, especially in Manhattan. This is one of the reasons I'm thrilled about not living in Manhattan anymore because people are going to, I think there's a, a level of rudeness that will be diminished a little bit Sure. on, on people walking. But there was this woman, it was like 8.15 in the morning. So it was early and no one was out, but I'm walking, this woman's walking towards me there's still there's still snow so it's like it's kind of tight mm-hmm. i have to move out of the way it's kind of dodged you know she keeps going and it's because she is has a baby has it in like a baby bjorn thing and has a book like while walking like a curious george or dr seuss i don't know you know one of those like kids books and is walking down allen street reading this book to her one-year-old child walking like blocking (laughs) that's insane yeah gotta get out of the city yeah gotta gotta get out of there you see that and you're like that's qab yeah people say new york city is dead i say new york city is dead inside that's insane and you can't yell at that kind of person no because it's like well they're reading to your baby 
Yeah. But you could read to your baby not while walking down a busy street. Or it's not that's a busy street, you know. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yowza. All right. Did you bring, it bring, in? In, bring in the closer. You know, in sports, when they're like, let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Huddle up. <laughs> yeah. Bring it in the closer. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Boots on three. Boots. Boots. One, two, three. Boots. One, two, three. Boots. <laughs> All right, nice. That was good. That was fun. You got anything to plug besides we got the Patreon, Braze Bits slash Patreon, patreon.com slash Braze Bits. Yeah, that's what we got. Support the Patreon, subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts. And just scoop us up, swallow us whole. Swallow us whole, submerge us, dip us in. But if you're a strawberry, not all the way. Right. Leave a tip. Just a tip. Yeah. And uh, happy moving. Happy moving. Good luck with the move. Thank you. We'll see you on the other I, side. <laughs> I got to do just one thing before we leave. So uh, I was just, we're recording this on our, on Zoom. Yep. And I looked to the right. You're not taking up my whole window. I looked to the right and I said, is my computer screen cracked? I just got really nervous for a second. And then I moved the window and realized it's just like the mountain background that I have. (laughs) (laughs) They have like a generic mountain for Apple. Thank goodness. No crack. That was really, but it looks, it looks like the screen's cracked. Can't have that. Hopefully no cracks in the move. You don't want nothing cracked. I'm going to crack. Don't crack. Crack your back. Don't be whack. On that note, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Have a happy Purim. I don't think that's yet, but get get ready for Purim. Get ready for Purim. Peace. Peace.